Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Only thing unplugged is forgotten season. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Forgotten Seasons. This is your host, Dylan Dreyfus. Today we are sticking in the 90s. Last week we did the 94 Rockets with Vernon Maxwell. This week we got the 93 Nets with a forgotten star, point god, Kenny Anderson. If you don't know who Kenny Anderson is, definitely break out the basketball reference. Number two pick in the 91 draft out of Georgia Tech to the Nets. This is year two for him in 93, puts up 17 and 8 per game. Man was just a problem. Surrounding Anderson in 93 was the late, great Drazen Petrovic and another forgotten stud, Derek Coleman. This was Drazen's last season in the league. He tragically passes away just a few months into the 93 summer. In his last year, he was at his absolute best, put up 22 a game, shot 44% from deep, just the second player ever to do that. And since then, almost 30 years later, only a handful of players have made those marks. Anderson calls Derek Coleman the best player that he ever played with, and it makes sense. In the five years that Coleman was on the Nets from 91 to 95, put up 20, 10, and 3 a game. Six foot 10, lefty, skilled monster, could handle it, could extend the range. Derek Coleman was a beast. That big three, Anderson, Coleman, and Petrovich, did not get a chance to see the entire season through. Late February, Nets, Knicks, Anderson is on the break. John Starks comes from behind, fouls him hard. Kenny breaks his wrist out for the year. Without him, the team gets bounced in the first round by the Mark Price Cavs, and they never got a chance to run it back. Reminder to drop a rating and a review on the podcast. Let's get into it now. Kenny Anderson on the 1993 Nets begins right now. K.A., you got the Nets gear on already. How are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling great, man. I got up this morning, so I'm blessed. So I'm blessed. So I just, you know... um, just want to, you know, basically just get back to the game I love, and that's basketball. Before we get into Nets talk, we got to quickly talk about this upcoming documentary on Showtime, Point Gods. Can you just give the the fans and the viewers a little taste of what we can expect? So it's going to pinpoint a lot of the great point guards in New York City history. And, um, you know, uh, Rod Strickland, Mark Jackson, Kenny Smith, Pearl Washington. That's the era that I watched those guys. Kenny, I watched those guys grow up and I wanted to be a great point guard and I wanted to play like them. And, you know, and then it goes back, you know, to uh, Sham God, Stephon Marbury. Um, There's so many great point guards. Uh, Barrett that went to Seton Hall. And um, it's just great. It's just great, man, being in this documentary, um, pinpointing uh, New York. 
you know, where I'm from. So it's just great, man. But all I'm just going to give all my New Yorkers, point guards, the love because that's that's what they deserve. That's what they deserve. You know, it's, it's me. I, I I played for you know uh, 14 years in the NBA, two years in college, four years at Malloy. Basketball has been easy for me. You know, it's the other things in life that was difficult that I had to get a grip, get a get a grip on, and I did that. And um, I'm just doing great right now. And this was a great time for for point guards to come come out right now. It's it's it's, it's huge, and, I, and I'm excited about it. Check it out. Kenny's one of the main characters. You're going to recognize a lot of the faces. And for today's interview's purposes, we're actually sticking in the New York, New Jersey area. We're going back yes. to 92, 93, New Jersey Nets season. This was your breakout season in the league. Uh, first of all, you, you come into the Nets organization, number two pick in the 1991 draft. You're a New York kid, born and raised in Queens. You said before this that your family, big Knicks fans growing up. When you arrive in New Jersey, you hear the news that you're going to New Jersey, like, you know, is there any part of you that's like, ah, you know, across the river or are you just excited to be, you know, going number two to New Jersey? I was excited to be going to number two, but um, actually I remember the draft somewhat. Um, I thought I was going three to Sacramento. You know, I never took a visit to uh, New Jersey. Willis Reed was a GM at the time and I was sitting there at the draft and boom, my name was, I was like, wow, going back home. So it was, it was great. It was a great, um, feeling for myself and my mother um, that I could be back in the metropolitan area, you know, playing ball and the fans, you know, from high school, they could watch me. Uh, it was just awesome for me to go back home to New Jersey. So you sort of helped shift the tide in New Jersey. When you arrive there, they're coming off of six consecutive losing seasons. Uh, one of the biggest thing that changes from your rookie year to year two, the year that we're going to be talking about, yeah. is the head coach. Chuck Daly comes in. He leaves Detroit, has that legendary run with the bad boys, wins a few titles. He's coming off coaching the dream team in Barcelona in 92. When you're a rookie, you're mostly coming off the bench, not playing huge minutes. But in year two under Chuck D, you take that huge leap. Uh, easily could have been named an all-star, even though you weren't. What changes when, when Chuck Daly comes in? Well, the, 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 the practice, the demeanor, you know, he was a, he's a great coach, a great man. And uh, rest in peace, Chuck Daly. Mm -hmm. I love him. Um, you know, he came in, he get he, we talked before he, he took the job and he said, it's your show now. Show me, show me what you could do. Not only play basketball, but I can, you know, get this team to, to get behind me. And I did that. It was great. Chris Morris, uh, Derek Coleman, Drazen Petrovic, uh, we just had a great team, but we was in the era of Michael Jordan and the Knicks and Cleveland Cavaliers with Mark Price. Brad. It was just a, it was great in the East. Eastern, Eastern Conference was awesome. Great competition. And, um, you know, he gave me the he gave me the ball, let me do my thing. And I did it. What are your first memories just coming into training camp, beginning the season uh, with you, Drazen, D.C.? Was there a moment or a picture where you guys are playing together, you're all in the starting lineup, and, and it kind of clicks in your head as the point guard, like, okay, like, I, I think we might have something here. Yeah, yeah, I, I really don't remember, you know, but I knew playing with Draz and Petrovic, rest in peace, that's my guy, his work ethic. And I looked at him before practice, he would come in an hour before, he'd be drenched when we come in, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, this guy really wants to compete. And and I had to jump in, jump in with him, you know, and Derek Coleman, 
uh, was awesome. Uh, he's probably the best player I ever played with. DC, you know, and, yeah, and I played with some um, some great some great forwards, you know, that could do it all. But nobody like him. He was just an awesome talent, and um, it just was great playing with the Nets um, for 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 those years I played there. Even the, the the even though the years, it just was never no cohesiveness after the after the after the second year. The cohesiveness. There was so many owners, you know, mm-hmm. seven owners, and we just never really could. We just never really could click, but we clicked that year. You know what I'm saying? And it was just hard. The competition level was hard because we was playing in that Jordan era and Cleveland and the Knicks and Orlando with Shaq and Penny. It was just it was just great competition, though. Yeah. Speaking of those East battles, I mean, what was it like for a, a smaller point guard? Obviously, you're not you're not scared of anything. But like you're saying, in that era, you got some big boys and they let the the whistles be tame back then. I mean, there's no there's no hand check fouls. You can put your, your arm on there. So what's it like for you as the point guard, you know, night after night, uh, kind of getting beat up? Yeah, it was tough, but, you know, that's the NBA for you. Uh, that era, you know, they had to come in and they changed, changed the rules a lot. Now it's the big lane. Now the fours, fives, shooting threes. It was just different back in my days. We played against the Knicks when they had Charles Oakley, um, Andy Mason, Patrick Ewing, tough defense. Games was like 65 to 70. Yeah. It was just it was it was just a brawl, brawl night in and night out. You had to you had to know how to play. And it was more of a big man's league. You know, uh drop the ball in the post, cut off, get different shots, selections like that. Now it's a guards league. You know, I I missed it. I missed that era. But um the NBA is great, period. You know, for the fanfare and things of that nature, we just I had to get with it. And I did. I did. I played 14 years in NBA. So it was awesome. Pivoting back to Drazen quickly. I mean, this season, uh, again, rest in peace. This is last season in the league. He averages 23 a game, shoots 45 percent from three. You know, that's 30 years ago. Still to this day, only wow. a handful of players have done that. Um, what was Drazen like, you know, kind of off the court? Like I know on the court, former players say that he talked a, a ton of shit. You know, yeah. wasn't scared of everybody. Obviously, those European players always come in and people throw labels on them or people expect them to be soft. But, you know, can you kind of just describe to us what what Drazen was like both on the court and off the court? Uh, on the court, I know him a lot, you know, in practice and on the court. Off the court, I didn't really get to know him because back then everybody did their own thing. But when we showed up, we was more we was a team. Um, he was a great guy, real quiet. You know, he, I think he wanted to belong. He just worked extremely hard to say, hey, I did it overseas and I'm going to do it over here in the league. And he did. He did. It was too. It was tough for him when he when he passed, because I think he would have signed with us. He would have kept it together, kept everybody together. And when he died, everybody I went to Charlotte, Derek Coleman, I think, went to Philly. It was just this was bad at the time of his passing it was really tough. But he was a great player. Um, he worked extremely hard. To belong. That's what he wanted to do. Mm. So then DC, sort of the other yeah. other one in that big three, you you said he was the, the most skilled player that you've ever played with. Yeah. I think you go back and watch him like, this was a dude, if he came up in today, he'd probably be jacking threes for, from the rip. Like, he he was skilled. Can you can you describe to people that that maybe didn't weren't there to see him play or, or haven't watched him play, like, what 
how much of a just like a, a beast and a skilled beast there Coleman was. Oh, he was he was a beast. He could use left, right hand, could shoot the three, he could post up. He did everything you wanted in a big, you know, and then this he would eat this lead up right now. He would eat it up. But um he's a great guy. Um he worked hard. He worked hard. You know, um, you know, a lot of people they, you know, a lot of people see the basketball world, you know, don't get to get to know the 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 friendly side he he has in his in itself. He's just a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, Derek Coleman from 90 to 95, he he averaged 20 and 10 basically every year, number eight <laughs> in the league in, in double doubles. I mean, a, a walk in 2010. Uh, t- talking to you, we talked about point guards at the at the top of this. I'm, I'm kind of curious, when you were growing up in New York or, or watching the NBA, uh, who were the guys that when you first got into the league, you were kind of like in awe of, of matching up against them at the point guard position? Well, you know, Tim Hardaway, was guy was in all and Kevin Johnson. Those are the two guys that gave me the most problems. So I paid attention to those guys. I watched them. And then when I was able to perform, you know, by watching them guys working out and I worked hard on my body, the lead, that's where you get, <clears throat> that's where you get it. Cause I had talent all the way through, but I think your body lifting weights, being stronger. That's the only asset of my game that came after playing in the NBA. I said, wow, these guys are strong. So I got to get in the weight room. So I went in the weight room, I lifted and things of that nature and I got it together. But sometimes you just have to watch, watch guys, how they perform videos. And I, I saw it and I was able to uh, overcome the, uh, the talent level of those guys. Those guys was awesome. Tim Hardaway. Those were my two guys that I really, I look up to and I give them a lot of love. Tim Hardaway and, and Kevin Johnson. Everybody else was tough, but them two was tough, tough, tough. <laughs> yeah, they put up numbers, and, and you yeah, watch those highlights up. now. they embarrassing people. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Keeping keep on that point guard trend, I, I want to just throw in a few more names at you and just tell me, like, the first word or, or even memory that, that comes to mind. Cool? All okay, right. yeah, definitely. Starting out, let's go Isaiah Thomas. Oh, he was, he was so skilled. He could dribble. He could lay it up left, right. He could shoot the three. He's he's probably the best point guard ever. I would I would say one of the uh, ever. He's probably one of the best point guards ever. Mm, Magic Johnson. Yeah, Magic Johnson was six nine. See, that's where the height comes in. Six nine. Are you guarding oh. him? Are you guarding him when you're playing the Lakers? No, no. See. I came in the league when he came out the league. Yeah. I think I played one game against him and then he get with the HIV situation. That's mm-hmm. 91. That's when he retired. That's mm-hmm. when then Isaiah Thomas, uh, his Achilles went out. He retired. So mm-hmm. it was just, you know, but Magic Johnson is awesome. Awesome. He's probably the number one point guard ever. Him and Isaiah. Mm. That's what they say. Sticking in the in the East, a guy that ended your your playoff run two years in a row, Mark Price. Oh, he was tough. Oh, that's another. He was tough. We went to the same alma mater, Georgia Tech. Uh, Mark Price from a foul line could shoot the jumper, split the defense, handle. He was just a he was a great player, great player, Cleveland. And it's too bad they couldn't get through Chicago, but uh, he played extremely well. And then Muggsy Bogues, you know, five three, but you know, I can imagine just playing against him was probably just so annoying. Like, yeah, what, 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 what made Muggs so tough? 
you were small. <laughs> and, you know, I point guard handling it. My, my thing is, I used to throw the ball to half court. You had the high dribble, too, and he's right there under you. Yeah, he's under you. He's getting steals and stuff. I threw the ball to half court, then I ran and got it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just did. I really, really handled the ball. I was real smart handling the ball against him. And that, that was the scout report. You got to be real careful. Uh, because he was he was everywhere, so, so small and uh, great guy. Um, he was just awesome, and to, to make it that at that size in the NBA, play ten years is is no one ever probably else could do it like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, that's for sure. Uh, so, sort of pivoting back to the season, you guys finish as the sixth seed, but before the playoffs, you break your wrist. John Starks hard foul, uh, flagrant yeah. foul on the break. And you guys are clicking. You're, you guys are playing well at that time, yeah, like seven, eight games over over 500. And then it slides after that. You're out for the rest of the season. How, how devastating was that injury? And, and where did you where do you think you, the team could have gone that season if you were in the lineup for the playoffs? Well, we would have went to the uh, we was forcing ourselves to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, we had everything. Everything was going for us. And uh, I get injured. It was just a sad day for me um, sitting out. You know, because you never know when you could get that chance again. Right. You know, um, it, it was a dirty play, and uh, you know, it was it was rough. It was rough. You know, get my um, my wrist broke, and um, had to sit and deal with it. And it, it, I don't even know what to say about that one. That was just a tough one. Everybody, we was ready to go. We was ready to go, and then what? By me missing it, kind of changed the, the 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 goal of the team. I think. You bring in a guy, Ramil Robinson played. He played very well, but just that um, team chemistry was gone, I believe. Right. So like you mentioned, get Cleveland in round one and losing five, five-game series. That's a close yeah. one. And then just uh, pretty much a month later, you get the news that that draws and passes. I mean, thinking back on that year where it's your breakout season, you know, you're, you're playing unbelievable basketball, the team's winning. And then, you know, just a month – after the season, everything kind of just comes shattering. Like, how do you how do you even reflect on that year when you look back at it now, thirty years later? I don't. I don't look back on it. You know, it's it's it's, it's a shame what what happened to 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 the Nets. But you know, you just it's just tough, man. You uh, when when you bring it up now, I think about it now, and um, it's just tough tough going. You just you know, anything can happen, and that's why when you win one, you just you won one championship. And that's the only thing I wanted to do, you know, that I haven't done in my basketball career is, is win a championship in the NBA and play on the Olympic team. That's it. That's the only yeah. two things I missed out on. But um, that's life. That's life. You got to get up and keep working out and, and keep working and, and stay positive, you know, through all of all of the damages that goes on in all of our lives. You just got to stay positive and keep keep it moving. And I did, and you know, it just was rough, man. You know, you you ask yourself, you know, why at this time that it happened, but it happens for a reason, I think. But I don't, I don't know the reason, but it happens for a reason. Mm, I mean, things can just change so quickly, right? Yes, that's what it is. Things can change so quickly, and it did. Uh, yeah, you just don't know, man. You just, I, I was just blessed play in the league for 14 years against some great players and um you know the the things now you know you see a lot of the guys 
you know, now we watch, you know, you watch the NBA and you think, wow, you know, where could, you know, I'll set up with that, you know, where could I set up with these? I would least average 25 points because it's the lane is open. The point guard is just free to handle, can't hand check, fouls, this, fouls, that. A little more tougher in the playoffs. But other than that, the lead is the lead has changed. It's changed for the best, though. Changed for the best. I believe. I mean, yeah, you're putting up 19 and 9 and 92, 93, which, you know, we adjusted yeah. for inflation, so to say. <laughs> like, you know, that's that, that's easily 25. So yeah, you play for 14 years. Yeah, you, you played for 14 <laughs> years, played in some big games. Are, are those Nets days, though, uh, are those the best memories when you think back on your career? No, I had some good years with the Boston Celtics. I played five years there. I had some awesome years with Portland Trailblazers, played mm-hmm. two years there. So that's who get most of my love. New Jersey Nets, Boston Celtics, and Portland Trailblazers. That's my career, basically. And I had some great games with all three teams. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just awesome. It's an awesome feat for me to play um, in the NBA for 14 years. So I'm blessed. I don't look back and say all the what else, this, that, ah, it just it happens. You just got to get up and go. No, nah, I mean, I think uh, I think you got nothing but to be proud of yourself when you look back on your career. Yeah. Not you know how many guys played 14 years in the league, not many. I uh, made an all-star team. And, uh, you know, I think when you look back on this season, the big three, uh, you, Draws, and, and Derek Coleman, 92-93 is the only year that you're both in the – all three of you are in the starting yeah. lineup and, and playing up until your injury. So, like many teams that aren't able to really fulfill their, their true potential, I think this one is right up there with all the rest of them because you're 22, Coleman's 25, Drazen's 28. You know, realistically, that should be at least, you know, four or five years where you're all together yeah. and, and who yeah. knows where you could have gone after that. Yeah, definitely. You just don't know. I always – I think about it every now and then. You know, what could we done with Drazen, myself, Derek Coleman? But it's all it's all it's gone now, you know. Uh Chicago won those championships, but we 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 was competitive. We was gonna be competitive against anybody if I would have still been in that lineup. I know it. I know it. I believe it. Uh real quick, just transitioning to some quick hitters, 90s edition. I gotta ask, where where do where do you think those light, light blue and red Nets jerseys rank in in the best jerseys ever? Oh, they all they probably number one. <laughs> I, I love them. They they they're great. They're great. And my Nets jersey, uh, the blue one, blue one. Everybody loved that one. Uh, the Royal blue. The Royal blue was awesome. Um, you know, I had some great times with New Jersey. Uniforms is awesome, and um, I had some. I met some great people along the way. You know, um, with the New Jersey Nets. Uh, you know, it's just it's playing in the NBA. It's been awesome for me. Fourteen years, like I said, I keep saying. Um, my mother enjoyed it. I was right over the bridge. You know, I could go see my mother on my days off, stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's just awesome. And now the, the Brooklyn Nets is in Brooklyn. And I, I, yeah, it's even closer because I, I grew up in Left Rack City, uh, right around the corner from Brooklyn Nets, Barclay Arena. Um, it's just uh, it's just awesome, man, my career. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. So, all right, uh, 90s edition starting five, uh, you at the point. Round out the starting five, just just nineties players, a dream starting five. With the, with the Nets or no, no, just anybody. So so you at the point, and then oh, you can fill out. Oh, me at the point. I'm gonna go be at the point and Jordan at the two. <laughs> Akeem at the three. Akeem Olajuwon at the three. Ooh, 
No, no, no. He acted four. Uh, okay. I, I love, I love Scotty Pippen game. I feel he, you know, everybody beat beat me up and get on me when I say he's probably, and I, it's a lot of threes, but I'm going with Scotty Pippen, man. He was just an awesome player. Me, Jordan, Pippen, Olajuwon, and I got to go with the dominant Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal at the five. That's just a, that's a bomb five. Hey, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's messing with that five. Yeah, yeah, that's a bomb wow. five. And then my man, DC, coming off the bench. That's my guy. Okay. <laughs> coming off the bench. He might there be in go. there. He might be pissed off. He ain't starting. But, yo, <laughs> sit back for 10 minutes. You'll get in. <laughs> Maybe you need some spacing. Hakeem, Hakeem yeah. and Shaq put, put DC in there. Uh, who, yeah. who, are your, who are your top five point guards of all time? Uh, my, my man, first of all, is Tiny Archibald. You know, that, that's the number one. I love his game. Uh Top five, Isaiah Thomas, he got to be in there. He's Magic Johnson. And then, you know, guys that I really like, um, you know, uh, Kenny Smith, you know, his jumping ability, shoot the three, shoot the ball extremely well. Uh, you got to, Mark Jackson, Rod Strick, you got to give me more than five. <laughs> That's fair. Those are, those are just awesome players that I watch, I grow up on, and uh, I love those guys. They're good people. No doubt. I, I, if you're watching the game now, any any current point guards you you really like tapping into? Dame Lillard. I love his game. Love Steph Curry's game. Kyrie Irving. Um, uh, all these the the young the young point guards. Um, what's the young guy uh, from um, from Charlotte? Oh, Lamelo Ball. I think he could really really do well. You know, in the league. But he gotta let some of the the flair go out of it and just play point guard position. And I think he'll do great. Um, and uh, Marcus Smart is a real now. Marcus Smart could play in our era, you mm -hmm. know, and because he's a hard nosed player, defensive player, and um, he's he he's flops great. Too, he flops too much though. You got got, got yeah, It wouldn't be no flopping because the referee, you know, there's no <laughs> flopping, and then the team will tell him you ain't no flopping here the 90s but he's a great point guard um it's a, but Damon Lillard is one of the top point guards in the league he's awesome Stephen nice Curry point. of course could shoot the ball and I played with Dale Curry his father in Charlotte so you know gotta give him love mm -hmm. well Kenny hey I, I really appreciate your time man um 92-93 Nets uh, a great season Really fun to look back. Again, Point God Showtime, July 29th. Catch Kenny and the rest of the New York City greats. Any closing words you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm coaching here. I'm coaching now at Fish University, NAI school, a black school. Um, I need players, so definitely, man. I need bigs. We need. I okay. need bigs because guards, we're a dime a dozen, but it's a great school, great academic school, one of the best in the country. Uh, but I'm trying to build the basketball program up there and I, and I will, I will, I've been there for three years and, um, it's really exciting for me. I really love teaching these young men, not about basketball, but about life. So I love coaching and I got there from my, my high school coach, Jack Karen passed away, uh, about 15 years ago. And, um, that's why I want to give back and that's why I'm coaching. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just great. Could teach those guys about life. Basketball is one thing, but also life experiences is, is awesome.
No doubt. I mean, you, you, you're, you seem like a great person to, to learn from, not just basketball, but life. And again, I really appreciate your time, Kenny. And I'm, I'm looking forward for the world to seeing you and the rest of the New York City Point Gods. Okay, thank you, my man. That's a wrap for today. Kenny Anderson on the 93 Nets. This is your host, Dylan Dreyfus, signing off. I'll catch you next week. Reminder, drop a rating and a review. Until next week, peace.